and welcome to the Authentic Connection podcast by Honeypot. My name is Laura and I'll be your host. Each week, a special guest and I will dive deep into authentic connection, unraveling what this means for us and how to find it with ourselves, each other and the environment. These raw conversations are packed with knowledge, wisdom and inspiration relatable for all human beings journeying through life. The universe has brought you to this podcast for a reason. Let's jump in and journey together. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Authentic Connection podcast. Last night was the new moon, so a perfect opportunity to maybe think about some intentions for the next lunar cycle or just generally things that you would like to maybe bring into your life over the next 30 days. I'm super pumped for you to listen to this delightful conversation with my friend Anna Birchall. Anna started and runs Moon Tattle, which is a which make beautiful, easy to use, guided moon a mood journals rather. In this conversation, we start with how Anna got into journaling and how that led to her getting a PhD in herself um, and what she wants to create with Moon Turtle in the future. We talk about the many ways that Anna likes to connect with others and nature, including, of course, the moon and hydrangeas. We dive into the impact of the people around people in your life and how everyone is there to teach you something, often without realizing it how it's hard to see the changes in yourself when you're checking in daily and the journey of Anna's intention into authenticity. So, without any further rambling along, please enjoy my conversation with Anna Birchall of Moon Turtle. Hello, Anna. It is lovely to have you here. I am so delighted to be able to talk to you today. I'm with Anna from Moon Turtle. Thank you. It's lovely to be here in this very cozy little spot. Yes, we are literally sitting in on my bed in my bedroom, but we've got flowers around us and... Tummy's full of curry. <laughs> exactly. To start off with, I suppose I'd love to hear a little bit about how Moon Turtle came about, your journaling project. Oh, there are kind of two stories as to how Moon Turtle started. So one is that I was at design school and the assignment we were doing at the time was make a book. Do whatever you want, but in two weeks time, you need to hand in a book. So that was one of the entries. And the other one, um, I was seeing a psychologist at the time and I would take her these, I would sort of forget what would happen between our two week, our fortnightly appointments. And so I started writing down not just a few things, but basically my entire life <laughs> on these really grubby bits of paper. And so I would write down the food I ate, how much sleep I got, the people I saw, what I had on for the day, my thoughts, my feelings, and it was quite intense. And I'd take these pieces of paper to her, and she would spend 10 minutes like reading through my fortnight and highlighting bits and pieces that we would then talk about. And after doing that for two or three months, I started feeling like I had really made some progress, and effectively I'd made it easier for it was helping her to help me better because she could get a better idea of what was going on mm. in my life. And so coming back to the book project at uni, I'd started this little like storybook just of like silly stories and pictures and it wasn't really going anywhere and I was, kept hitting walls. And so I came back to my grubby bits of paper and I was like, what if I 
systemized this like journaling process a little bit and just made it how can I make it easier for myself because after doing it for a little while I found that I was writing the same things in the same places and so I made up a bit of um, a template to fill in each day to make it faster because I would spend anywhere between like 15 minutes to an hour each day documenting what had happened so I was like how can I make this faster and so that ended up being the book that I handed in for my assignment and I made one for me and I made one for my friend who's also having not such a great time and she was like oh I like this can you make one for my friend as well so I made a couple more and then eventually she was like how about we make lots of them and then so that was nearly four years ago and it's just sort of like noodled on from there to what it is now and it just changes every print run based on how I'm feeling and what I've learned and yeah that's Moon Turtle. Thanks Anna that's lovely. Like so how do you find journaling helps you? I think for me journaling brings about increased space and awareness and reflection and even like connection with yourself and paying attention to how all of these basically your existence doesn't like fit into silos all of the things linked together so like you start noticing patterns when you don't sleep very well you don't sleep very much how does that influence how you feel and how you respond to the world based on how you're feeling Mm. if I go back a step and say okay I'm going to prioritize definitely getting this much sleep or definitely doing this thing and seeing it was basically just like a big documented experiment Mm. for how do all of these things make me feel and operate in the world and I've learned I feel a little bit like through journaling I've journaled most pretty much every single day for the last four and a half years and I feel a little bit like I've got a PhD in myself (laughs) through journaling so if anything I think journaling and moon turtle has brought about increased conscientiousness and awareness Mm. yeah that was definitely one of the things the first things that I noticed about you (laughs) Truly, honestly, your incredible awareness of how you are within yourself, but also how you relate to others as well, is, and that's all come from journaling, I suppose. So it's been a big help. Yeah. <laughs> what does Moon Turtle look like in the future? Do you have some big plans for that, or even over the next six months? What does that look like for you over the next little while? That's quite an exciting question. One of the things I've been practicing lately is non-attachment and so I'm thinking about like what can I do with moon turtle without being like not worried that if things that I plan don't happen but like more so like for example I want to there are a total of five products I want to have out by the end of the year I've got two Mm -hmm. currently there's a 28 day journal and there's just like a little mini moon turtle which is only seven days but I'd love to have a 90 day and then there are two other products that I want to make as well and Mm then like in the big long distant future I would love Mojoro to be like a cafe that has Mm. is just like which is combining my other dream of I just want to open a cafe one day anyway and first and foremost I want it to be a nice space to sit and to provide like facilitate connection so you like I have this kind of loopy philosophy around coffee that coffee is never just a cup of coffee it's Mm. always it's connecting with friends or it's like space to think or it's like getting out and about it's having some purpose it's like creativity it's thinking it's presence it's Mm. and so I want to facilitate that and like that is nicest when you're sitting in a nice space so if Moon Turtle could be a cafe and then it would have some practitioner rooms on the side it would nurture community there could be events I would really love to like 
nurture people who are in like at the age I was when I can see okay this is where things started falling apart a little bit Mm. and I had support but no one really knew what to do Mm. and now I can see the value of community and at the time I was so withdrawn like I was homeschooled and I I just wouldn't leave the house for three months Mm. and things like that and so pairing up like mentors with maybe like high schoolers and kids in intermediate if that could be facilitated through Mm. this space as well Mm. and yeah and have like upstairs there can be a yoga studio and there can be journaling classes and meditation classes Mm. and just to tune into this human connection space and if Moontoodle can provide that that would be really lovely Mm. it's not really about the journal at all Mm. (laughs) it's about connection Mm. either to yourself to others community coffee Mm. (laughs) yeah those are really, really exciting plans, Anna. I am super excited to follow along that journey. And so when it comes to connecting to others, what is your favorite way to do that? Is it coffee? Is there something else you like to do? Oh, this is a good question. Um, I do like just having a big fat natter with people. Mm. I like it when you find people who you can just connect with and like that happens easier with some people than others. I love chatting and going for a walk. Someone was telling me the other day uh, about the etymology of emotion and it's like energy in motion or something to that effect. But yeah, going for a walk while you're having a talk. I think that's a really, really nice way. Of course, um, sitting down over coffee where you have like a cup of coffee and you're sitting across from each other, which can be be quite intense. Um, Having having shared interests with certain people you know how you've got your friends who you do like rock climbing with and you've got your friends who you go have coffee with and you've got your comedy festival friends. I think that's really nice too. Just like in there's this idea of in romantic relationships, this person doesn't need to be everything for you. And you can mm. sort of do the same with friends as well. Mm. Just to maximize what you have in common. I really love the idea of, I've got some really lovely high quality, low maintenance friendships, Mm. (laughs) which don't necessarily need a whole lot of time or effort, like day to day life. But when you, there's just this mutual like love and understanding. And when you see each other, it's like everyone's present and you're just, time doesn't exist. Like Mm. it doesn't matter if you haven't seen each other for four Mm. years. Yeah. The question I just wrote down there was, I noticed you mentioned that you enjoy having conversations, but it's easier to connect with some people than it is with others. Yeah. Why do you think that it's easier to connect with some people and not with others? Again, that is a very interesting question. Ooh. I do wonder about this. I find that when people are sort of a little bit vulnerable and open up a bit more than something surface level you can like just tap into shared human experience and what that looks like for you is I find that a whole lot easier to connect with people over again like I said I've got a PhD in myself (laughs) and not even just myself but like quite common human experiences and I'm interested as to what what do you know about yourself yeah and I love talking about that and like what are you finding hard at the moment and like what are you enjoying at the moment and Mm sort of making a beeline for that mm. um, to struggle with the old small talk. <laughs> it's kind of like a way to mutually learn. Like you're almost using the other person's life experience to help you understand your own life experience a little more or. Mm, yeah, yeah, entirely. Seeing the same sort of like, cause 
ultimately in some way the like feeling is the shared experience you'll have different situations that equate mm. to sort of a common feeling but having seeing that feeling that shared feeling led to through different experiences influences your own mm. and changes your perspective of things and what is the it's interesting how you can see yourself change because obviously like friends come in and out of your life all the time it's interesting how you see yourself change based on the people you spend the most amount of time with mm. yeah I think I'm at a point in my life now where I can see the influence I've got so many like incredibly wonderful people around me just all the time there's just mm. no shitty people at all <laughs> um but I can see how that's impacting me and my sense of self and well-being in such a positive way cool i suppose honey one of the things that honey is all about is connection whether that is understanding and connecting to who you really are um and then the other connection that i'm particularly interested in is i suppose connecting yeah connect with the environment i was just like how do i do that but i actually have just the answer because it's easy to see all of the ways you the like aspirational ways you'd like to I'd like to go surfing and I can't surf but like I'd like to go and like run outside every day and put my feet in the grass and wake up with the sun and go to sleep like with the moon and things like that but for me I follow the moon almost religiously I've got my little like moon calendar on my phone and I just look out for it and that's I think the I learn a lot from the moon Laura (laughs) it's just like the cycles, they you can follow along if you want, but I think lockdown started on either a new moon or a full moon, and um, I was like, it's two lunar cycles. Pretty sure almost it was a full moon, d- wasn't it? Yeah. It was perfect. It was like a new moon. Yes. I'll have to check that one. A new beginning, something like that. I was like, oh, easy, two lunar cycles. No biggie. And I love that it's this constant reminder of, like, you can go away and do your life, the moon is still doing its thing. Mm. Yeah, just cycles in life, and if you tie that into, like, tied in and out, the, like, breath in and out seasons, and just this constant state of transience and flux that is so perfect, like, relating that to anything you're going through in your life. High tide, low tide, what is it at the moment? Like, it won't be this forever, and then it will be bad or good, Mm. (laughs) or whatever. That is probably the most significant way. I I just... I have a real affinity with hydrangeas as well. That's mm. probably the other way I connect yeah, with nature. Um, I like going on little hydrangea hunts and I like taking pictures of them. It's magnolia season at the moment and they're sort of a perfectly adequate stand-in for hydrangeas, I suppose. <laughs> just looking at, like, even just like the sunset. At work we have the big window on the back wall. Mm. And oh my gosh, so beautiful eh but it's about the right time where you can get excited to go home and just watch the sunset while you like finish off your last half hour I did um yoga up Mount Eden in the morning with Logan a few weeks ago and that was just the most like I haven't really done much yoga outside but that was so beautiful I was like yoga's supposed to be done outside yeah and that was really really special too I feel I do notice when I spend more time in nature I do feel a whole lot more grounded and I feel like we, you know, even with the other things that you do, the yoga, whether it's inside or whether it's outside and journaling, you can find the feelings that you get when you're out in nature with those mm, things without totally. actually having to go out for a swim in the middle of Oh, swimming. I love swimming in summer. Cool. And so I suppose my next question 
I love learning about how different relationships in people's lives have affected them and helped them to evolve. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there is one particular relationship you wanted to talk about or one particular learning that you want to talk about that has helped you become more you or helped you change and evolve in some way. This will disrupt your question a tiny bit, but I think the biggest lesson I've learned from people is that you learn something from every single person who comes into your life, no matter how long or short they're there for. And there's no right or wrong answer as to what that lesson is, and that lesson might change over time as your perspective on the relationship changes, but you can pick what that relationship has meant to you or how it's changed you, because relationships do change you. What lessons? It's funny how you see lessons come up in different people. Mm. There is a person in my life who, the other day I was like, this person is very similar to two other people. And the the lesson is, it sounds really silly, but if you don't know how to do something, just go and learn it. Like, there has never been a more accessible time to go and learn how to do Mm. things. And these three people are just so proactive in learning new things Mm. hmm yeah I I really like look I do like looking for the lessons and the stories even like in I guess they're more stories than lessons but like in the things you own like if I look around your room I know that all of these things have stories Mm. and like all of your clothes like where did you get this what did you wear this to what what is your relationship with it (laughs) I'm particularly attached to my clothing as well yeah me too me too. <laughs> I love the idea. I think this actually exists already, but can op shop. But each of the clothes have a little story attached to them. So you're like, oh, I bought this for this. I, re- I wore it on my first date with my now husband or like I or just anything like that. And I feel like I, I, I definitely would. Maybe other people would too, like take better care of their things if they have a story attached to them and like this has a life beyond just being what you wear to not be naked um yeah lessons from people <laughs> <laughs> lessons from clothing lessons, lessons from, from clothing yeah I, yeah i do everyone's a teacher and it's, it's a fun experiment to be like what did this person teach me and the interesting thing i was talking to someone about lessons that people teach you and I was like, you've taught me this and this and this and this. And they were like, I didn't even know that. And like, that's a really special thing, I think. People people have no idea what they're teaching you. And like, what are you teaching? It's made me, that was like, I hadn't really thought about it in that way before. But I was like, what have I been teaching other people? Have I been teaching mm. people, not deliberately, of course, but like, what have people been picking up from what mm. I do? And I was mm. like, I thought it was, it was another way to another perspective on what do I put out into the world mm. Mm. that was a good awakening I think yeah a nice another perspective yeah no that's that's really great because I get really stuck in this ditch of like I'm one person in the world I'm not gonna be able to do anything I'm not gonna be able to change but actually every single person that you interact with is gonna pick up something from you small interaction small thing to pick up totally. larger interaction relationship they're gonna yeah. pick up bigger things so what you do, what you say, um, how you behave every day. It matters. It does. Yeah. It really Which makes it makes it easier to get up in the morning. It does. You know? This is actually another thing I picked up on my journaling recently. So I, it was my birthday very recently. It's Leo season. 
Um, but I was going back through, so I have like my entire year beautifully documented. So mm. I went back to July last year. It's very impressively filed. <laughs> and I was like, what have I done? And I noticed that, so I've got two journaling systems. So on my laptop, I document like what I've done is like more of an objective. This happened, I went to lunch with this person. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then in my like handwritten journal, I explore sort of like thoughts and feelings and ideas and I'm learning about chakras at the moment. So that's in my like handwritten journal. But I noticed that in the, obviously the one on the laptop is easier to go back through. Mm. And I noticed that the document of events doesn't equate to the sum of what these, the essence of what these things impart on you. Mm. So it's like going to coffee every single morning doesn't, or like the amount of time, so the amount of time I've spent with people in an objective record doesn't captivate what they've imparted, like how that's changed you. Because yeah. I was like, I know I've changed since last year. Mm. I've changed so, 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 so much. And that wasn't captured in my journal. Mm. And I was like, how? How did mm. that happen? Um, so I think I've that's made me reassess how I journal. And I think in terms of being able to look back on my life and be like, okay, I did this, this, and this. I've got moon lists, which is a really beautiful journal. And one of the questions in moon lists is, who is the you of now? And there are five spaces to write on who like what sort of things are definitive about your life at the moment so like Mm. I've got what might be eh, it might be a broken toe it might be it's like black blue and wonky (laughs) and I've got long hair at the moment and I wear this long gray coat and these are things that are particular about my life now that might be entirely different in Mm. three months six months time but the picture they build up can't be captured in these Mm. yeah so that was I'm, I don't I don't have the solution, but I'm going to have to change the questions I ask myself when I journal to be able to figure out how these things do change me. And I don't – you can't also journal on that. Maybe daily journaling is too often. Regular, yeah. Because if you think about progress, progress doesn't – noticeable progress happens like – because you look in the mirror every single day and you're like, I look the same as yesterday, but mm. you've looked in the mirror every single day since you knew what a mirror was mm. and you so, you don't look – the same as when you start looking in the mirror mm. and that's it's the same with progress yeah, of any kind yeah that's interesting I was just thinking of change and identifying it in yourself and I was thinking like a way that is quite good to be able to notice and understand the change in yourself is how you react to certain situations yes because you often get put in the same situations or the same sorts of situations mm. But the way that you react can be really different. So it's kind of like those aren't the um, the everyday situations. Those are like little snapshots where it's like, oh, wait, oh, last time this happened, I did this. Yeah. This time this happened, I did this. Yes. No, entirely. One of the things I've learned from someone in my life, mm-hmm. Helen. Helen. Hi, Helen. <laughs> um, is the skill of, of observation mm. and just watching. So just watching how you react. Yeah. Um, and watching how you live your life and how you... Not necessarily identifying if it's right or wrong straight away. No, but just taking out the judgment of it entirely mm-hmm. and just watching. And I've spent maybe like... It's probably coming up on a year, like actively practicing the skill of observation mm-hmm. and not trying to rush into anything mm-hmm. more and do anything with those observations. I have like a little David Attenborough-like voice in my head. <laughs> observation has been massive in me being able to practice compassion for myself because mm. compassion is like you can't have compassion and this judgment at the same time mm. compassion is almost 
the opposite mm. of judgment. But instead of it was a really nice in between rather than being you can't go from being your own worst enemy to like your best friend overnight, but observation is that nice space in between where you're like parting way with hating yourself or not just not being very friendly. Sitting in the middle before you can create like create some indifference and then some active care, I think. So my next question is around I was interested, we were talking before about your intention of authenticity. How how have you gone on that journey over the last month or so? This has been a big journey. At the start of each month, I like to set an intention. A sort of like a goal, but you can't fail. (laughs) Maybe that's a very appealing thing. I've always been very adverse to goals. Yeah, I I think it just comes down to like, how do you work? If you need to have a goal to to drive you, I get immediately repulsed by anything I set as a goal. You're a Bella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am. Yes, I am a Gretchen Rubin rebel. Yes, absolutely. Goals don't work for my type. During lockdown, um, I think my my intention for April started off as authenticity. A little bit before that, I noticed that there's sort of that cliche of just be yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I do that. Like, Mm. I'm a rebel. Mm. I do whatever. (laughs) I don't. I don't conform. And I noticed that I would like, there were a few times where I'd go to put up an Instagram story or something, something petty like that. And I would be really concerned about how some people would see it. And I'd run through my head of maybe like five people and I'd be like, what would this person think of this? And what would this person think of this? And then I'd ruminate on it for about half an hour and then not do it or put it up and take it down. And I was thinking about that. Another thing that I was sort of thinking about at the same time was the difference between pain and discomfort and I before actively separating them in my head I had sort of I think been treating them a bit the same and that I would avoid discomfort in the same way I would avoid pain discomfort won't hurt you Mm. pain probably will (laughs) but telling myself that discomfort is manageable it's like I actually so it's kind of like a cold shower like a cold shower is it's uncomfortable like it's not fun Mm. But it's not going to hurt you. No, nothing bad is going to happen. Exactly. And I noticed that, like, I started running during lockdown and I would stop and I'd be like, am I in pain or am I uncomfortable? And I'd be like, I'm just uncomfortable. This is manageable. And I would, with that very deliberate thought process, I'd be like, okay, I'll I'll keep going then, fine. Mm -hmm. And then I just sort of started applying it to various places in my life. Like, in in retrospect, I could say that I've avoided conversations because it was too uncomfortable mm. it was it was not painful but I had been avoiding it as so um and so I set my intention for authenticity and I noticed that in the moments where I wasn't or wanted to be authentic it was uncomfortable mm. and it was moments like being like what would other people think of this and that's mm. like ooh. And so a week in, I, ch- I made the executive decision to change my intention to embracing discomfort mm-hmm. and sitting in those moments where I was like, oh, I don't, I can only be summed up in like <laughs> feeble noises. Yeah. So when I sat in those moments of discomfort, I found that authenticity was the byproduct mm-hmm. of moving through that wall. And that it is uncomfortable to be yourself. <laughs> and 
I've got a few situations I like to, again, journal on my intentions and write down some times when I practice that intention because, like, you don't do them all the time. Mm. But I find that writing them down affirms that... It affirms your learning and practicing of this thing you want to invite in more of. I did... Yeah, it was so much more comfortable on the other side. Mm. You don't hold on to comfort by avoiding discomfort. Mm. You can find new and more expensive comfort by pushing through it. Yeah, and just even like having difficult conversations Mm. rather than avoiding it. I've noticed that I am so much more comfortable to say what's on my mind. And like, in a nice way, like... Having difficult conversations isn't an excuse to be an asshole. No. No. But you can't quite sugarcoat things. No, exactly. Um, Yeah, so that was how authenticity evolved into embracing discomfort, which evolved into practicing authenticity. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Like, instead of the intention being authenticity, the outcome was authenticity. Mm. And the intention was embracing discomfort. Exactly, focusing on the process rather than the outcome. Because mm. yeah. mm. I think we are, and maybe it's a, it's a thing about women or girls, we're sort of conditioned to be nice, say the right thing, don't be, in, don't be stupid because you'll get teased. <laughs> God forbid the worst thing you can be is stupid. <laughs> you'll get teased if you're too like weird or, you know, off this direction or off that direction. Yeah. So I think it's just part of this world that we get pushed into to covering up our authentic self so then it becomes very discomfort uh, discomfortable discomfortable very discomfortable yeah totally very discomfortable i like it that um very uncomfortable and then the people who i think one of the things like with the instagram story being that example of oh what if these people are alienated by this yeah thing or yeah and so i was sort of concerned about that but again it's like High tide, low tide, like if those people go away, other people actually come in because they're into that. Mm. Um, so it's like my favorite metaphor for making space and being okay with letting things go is mm. the breath, how you mm. inhale and you hold. But if you did that forever, it would actually be really uncomfortable and not serve you at all. So you have to exhale and then that's relief for a bit. And then, like, oh, I need some oxygen now. Brings more people to life. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Is there anything that you're trying to let go of a bit more at the moment? Ooh. Or does that kind of just fit into the various intentions? Various intentions. I think just with like a very quick flip of words, you can change your what you want to invite into what you want to let go of. Well, exactly, yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 which is what I find with the moon. It's like, what do you want to invite in? And you're like, I want to invite in letting go of this. Yeah, 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 exactly. I want less of this, so I'm going to invite in less of it. Doesn't matter if it's a full moon or a new moon, I'll find a way to invite in and get rid of the same thing. Um, At the moment, I'm trying to let go of... I'm going to swap around. I'm trying to invite in more um, time by myself. Mm. And just being with my own thoughts. So much of my time by myself is filled in with my phone, mm. which I am observing. Mm. And so is my screen time mm. off the charts, let yeah. me tell you. But that's what I'm sort of slowly working on. And I find that yoga is a really, really good 
way to do that, especially mm. in mm. where you don't have to pay a great deal of attention mm. and you just get transported inwards and sometimes you fall asleep. Mm. But you don't just have your phone. I've like some days at work I've started leaving my phone at home. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So letting go of distraction. Yes. Distraction. Amazing, amazing. These are slightly quicker, quicker fire questions. Okay. What's your favourite smell at the moment? I have the worst sense of smell in the entire world. Oh, <laughs> I was in the kitchen with someone the other day and they were like, it smells a lot like, I don't know, chicken. And I was like, oh, does it? I can't smell anything. But my favourite smell, I um, am so slow to the, the candles. Sorry, I'm not making this quick fire at all. <laughs> you can make <laughs> just going to like noodle on. I'm so slow to like the candle kingdom mm. and recently I bought my very like not my first candle bought my first candle from crushes and I can't even remember the smell of it but it's just divine maybe yeah. I just look looking at the candle maybe I don't even know what yeah. smell it is but it's just fire. oh it's just wonderful for the ambiance yeah yeah I can't remember but it's from crushes and they, it's so beautiful yeah what um about, what about your go-to breakfast at the moment well, Laura, I'm a rebel. I don't, not really into the whole breakfast thing. I Your do. first meal of the day. My first meal of the, I really love brunch. My favorite, left and my own devices, I will happily eat the same thing for every single meal. So at the moment, my go-to brunch is also the same as my go-to dinner. And it is going to some spinach, some red onion, and some eggs, and some, I boil eggs and kumara in the same pot. <laughs> um, and then with a lot of pesto on the top. Delicious. And do you have a favorite phrase or a favorite saying? I've actually got two. I've oh. noticed I've noticed that one I've held for maybe like two years and have been practicing. I don't really need it anymore. It's become like baseline operation, but mm. it was so compelling. When I first heard it, it's you can't hate yourself into a version of yourself that you love. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah, you're right, because if that was true, I would love myself so much. I've spent a <laughs> long time hating myself, and it's only made, my, only made me hate myself more. So I've been yeah. practicing, okay, well, what would happen if I was nice to myself? And so I sort of feel like I've let go of the need to hold on to that so closely. And lately, the one that has really stuck with me, I read The Power of Now during lockdown, mm. And there's this one little phrase in there. I think it's along the lines of nothing matters, but everything's on it. Yep. Or something like that. That's nice. Just after I've said that everything matters before. Yeah. Everything makes, has an impact, yeah. I guess. That doesn't mean it matters, though. Yeah, yeah totally. But just practicing what does that look like? A non-attachment. And not letting non-attachment move into apathy because it's mm. not non-attachment that is apathy <laughs> yeah so easy to cross over that the line? the line isn't very obvious <laughs> to be honest yeah we've come back to non-attachment that's interesting maybe we are attached to <laughs> maybe we're attached to the non-attachment is that what you're saying probably <laughs> amazing so thank you very much anna for a delightful chat tonight i have really enjoyed about some things all the things that we talk about normally but <laughs> let's get it out there thank you laura it's been a lovely cozy time nice to chat and connect thank you 
If you'd like to know more about Moon Turtle or even purchase a Moon Turtle yourself, you can do that from Anna's website, which is moonturtle.co or follow her journey on Instagram at moonturtle. We've been thinking about doing a honeypot ceremony with Anna leading a journaling session. So please do yell out. Let us know if you're keen for that. That's all from me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please leave a review and let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear what you think about these conversations and maybe even what you'd like to hear more of in the future. Have a lovely rest of your day, rest of your evening. Thanks, guys. Bye.